0: When I show up five minutes early for a Zoom meeting, is my intention to be on time so that I appear professional? Maybe. When I say yes to attending an event, is my intention to be a supportive colleague so that I receive support in return? Perhaps. When I begin an email with, hi, explanation point, is my intention to set a friendly tone so that the bad news I deliver will be received better? I think so. Hey everyone, I'm Laverne McKinnon and welcome to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast. I'm a certified career coach and grief recovery specialist. I help ambitious driven people feel confident, empowered, and excited after experiencing a career setback. Whether it's from feeling stuck in a tough period or frustration from slow progress, I offer up tools and resources to revamp your path to career success. In this week's podcast, we dive into understanding the intent behind your words and actions Why? Because it's what's going to determine who is in the driver's seat of your life and career. You may think that you're driving, but if you're not clear on how you're honoring your values and purpose, then your career will slowly and inevitably spin out of control. Here's the thing, many people hold a mistaken belief that having a clear intention will get them the results that they want. Unfortunately, that's not how intentions work. Intentions are not related to outcomes. Think of intention as planning without getting fixated on the results. If you're fixated on the result, then intention has been bypassed, which will impact the outcome. Here's an example. If my goal is to sell a pitch, then the intention would be to be fully present in the moment, creating rapport, listening to the energy of the group, asking and answering questions. If I'm focused on the outcome of the pitch meeting, I'm not able to be present. I might be anxiously wondering if the buyers are at the end of their budget allotment for the year, what else they've bought that might be competitive to my project, whether their department will be hit with downsizing. This means I might miss an opportunity to get curious about a buyer's reaction, or maybe I'm going to see that the writer is floundering when answering a question and needs help. Intention is owning and delivering on how you want to show up. Intention is not about doing, it's about being. The energy of intention is rooted in allowing, opening your heart and mind to whatever comes your way. It's not about rigidly sticking to predefined outcomes. For example, setting an intention could mean deciding to be present for someone, detaching from arbitrary schedules, or releasing expectations about the outcome of a situation. So it's about embodying a particular way of being rather than fixating on a specific result. Ultimately, intention goes beyond the surface. It requires introspection. It prompts you to dig really, really deep and ask yourself, what do you truly want and why? By focusing on how you want to show up rather than fixating on the outcome, you create a plethora of possibilities and open yourself up to discovering new facets of life that you probably have overlooked in your pursuit of predefined goals. I know this because I've been there. In its truest form, intention is a powerful force that shapes your actions, allowing you to navigate life with purpose and mindfulness. It's about the journey, the process, and the conscious commitment to live in a way that aligns with your deepest values and desires. So let me bring this alive and tell you about an experience I had on a trip to Mammoth. So my youngest daughter, Aurora, joined the Mammoth ski team this season, and every weekend my husband and I are taking turns driving up from Los Angeles, and it's a five-hour drive each way in good weather. So the weekend between Christmas and New Year's, it was my turn to make the drive, and I wasn't feeling it. Uh, I wasn't really uh, into it because I hate the cold. I was anxious about driving on snow and ice, despite the fact that I actually grew up in Chicago. And I was worried that I would not be able to honor my writing commitment. So I considered asking my husband to take my turn, but it just, it didn't sit well with me because I would have been stepping on my values of family, curiosity, courage, and possibility. So I did a really hard workout at Orange Theory, my favorite place to work out, and I was able to get clear on my priorities. I set an intention that I would be present for my daughter Aurora and not be tied to arbitrary schedules of my own making. I would also release any expectation of how much writing I would complete. I was going to listen to my body and be extra attentive to those gremlin voices telling me that I'm not doing enough. So we woke up the morning of our road trip at 2.45 in the morning so that we could be on the road by 3.30 so that way Aurora could be on the snow with her team by 8.30. I knew Aurora would probably sleep for most of the drive and so I decided to listen to Jeanette McCurdy's book, I'm Glad My Mother Died. And it was so well written and funny and moving. She wrote with vulnerability. She was like so brave in detailing her experiences with eating disorders and abuse. Listening to the audiobook, It it allowed me to find a great balance of letting Aurora sleep peacefully, staying focused on the road, and releasing anxiety about how fast or slow we were going because I was immersed in Jeanette's story. And then unexpectedly, I took away from the book these lessons about writing craft. Jeanette wrote about specific moments. She didn't do things generally. She detailed each of these with observations about the location, the people, her mindset. It created this really visceral experience and she infused so much humor and every chapter was focused on a single idea that showcased an aspect of her life journey. And she always had a strong opening sentence that hooked me and then a really sharp observation or quip at the end of the chapter provoked to provoke a thought in a non-direct way i did not have an intention to learn about writing craft on this trip it just happened as a result of finding a way to be present for aurora and the drive well we got to mammoth safely and aurora was on the slopes by 8:45 that morning and after that day of skiing and she also had like a little ice skating outing We took a trip to Vaughn's for a few Aurora supplies, and then we headed to check in to this rustic studio cabin at Tamarack Lodges. I was not looking forward to trudging through snow and ice with our suitcases. I also had a cooler full of food and like this gigantic plastic container with kitchen supplies. And we also had our backpacks that were just like stuffed with electronics and books. And I had to remind myself of my intention that I would be present for Aurora and not tied to an arbitrary schedule of my own making and releasing any expectation of how much writing I would complete. So if I needed to take several trips back and forth to the cabin from my car, I would do it. There was no ticking clock. So I took a breath and I released my need to be done with the move as quickly as possible. And it turns out that the cabin was sweet and in a gorgeous setting. And when we made it inside, the space was warm and toasty with a gas fireplace, a comfy leather chair, a queen bed, this teeny tiny bathroom and a little kitchenette. It was perfect. Aurora and I had so much fun unpacking our stuff. And I like got to like set up my space to suit my individual desire. Later that night, as I sat in that comfy leather chair and looked at the fireplace, I was hit by a giant wave of gratitude The not running around and not worrying about when I would work on my writing opened me up to a deep level of appreciation that I could be a small part of Aurora's experience on the ski team. By aligning my actions with my intentions that were based on my values, a magical synergy unfolded. And there's more. The next morning, Aurora said she was completely comfortable skiing with the team and that I didn't need to stay at the ski lodge she no longer required my presence. I could go back to the cabin studio and do whatever I wanted. So I wound up having my own writer's retreat, something I'd been dreaming about for a few years, but could never figure out how to make it happen. And then there I was in this gorgeous setting on a lake with sunny skies, crisp, cold air, and complete comfort inside, all from setting an intention that I would be present for my daughter and not get caught up in how much writing I was getting done possibility landed on my doorstep. Intention in its truest, purest form requires digging deep. What do you want and why do you want it? After therapy and a lot of self-reflection, I can honestly say that my intention historically has been that I want people to like me so that I feel safe. When I set the intentions for the mammoth trip, I had to consciously and with great, great, great effort, release the people pleasing. And these are some things that I recognized. Being present for Aurora is not about pleasing her. It's about creating opportunities for her to discover all that she's possible of. And I believe that sports is the gateway for confidence, building, esteem building, resilience, discipline. It also develops respect for the other players, for the other skiers, and the environment. Arbitrary schedules are a reflection of how I try to look good and show that I'm like, ready and perfect and can be you know, like, on top of everything. By releasing my need to overschedule, I can create spaciousness to be present for and with Aurora. Honoring an overly aggressive writing schedule is also me trying to look good to other people and to feel accomplished. And if I feel accomplished, then people are going to be pleased with me. Interestingly, I actually find great joy in writing. I don't find great joy in deadlines, but the deadlines do help me with other goals. By releasing my need to accomplish a certain amount of writing on this trip, I was able to find opportunities to listen deeply to myself and to Aurora. And what I discovered is great fun and, and, and just this ability to um, just be with myself. So as a result of these intentions, I puttered, I meandered, I got into writing zones, I took walks, I enjoyed delicious food, I took a nap, I laughed a lot, I comforted Aurora when she was feeling poorly, I learned how to walk on ice. The overall result was that Aurora and I had a great trip and I felt lighter, happier, and more creative. Now, just to throw you for a loop, Here's a super radical notion. Whether or not you fulfill your intention, it's sort of irrelevant. The importance is identifying clearly and truly what your intention is and then honoring that to the best of your ability. You may fail or be inconsistent or simply get tired. That's normal. Take a breath and reset. Intention and process go hand in hand. If you're focused on nailing your intention, then you're probably really looking to control the outcome. If you're focused on the process of honoring your intention, then possibility is ignited and you'll discover that there are more outcomes than just the goals you're striving for. Closing the loop and circling back to the questions that that I asked up, up up at the top, When I show up five minutes early for a Zoom meeting, is my intention to be on time so that I appear professional? No. My intention is to be present for the meeting. I have so much Zoom anxiety because I've had experiences for Zoom updates like randomly and then I'm late or I have camera issues or my audio isn't working. So showing up early, it allows me to troubleshoot so that I can focus on the task at hand. When I say yes to attending an event, Is my intention to be a supportive colleague so that I receive support in return? No, I would say 95% of the time, my intention is to people please, with no desire to get anything in return other than that person's love and admiration. (laughs) So I'm obviously trying to manipulate the outcome being liked. When I begin an email with hi, explanation point, is my intention to set a friendly tone so that the bad news I deliver will be received better? Yes and no. My intention is to let the person know that I want to engage with them, and since tone is difficult to convey over email, I want them to be present for me, so thus the friendly hi. But the answer is yes, because I want them to read my email and hear me, and it's also a no, because I'm trying to control the outcome. Okay, here's the bottom line. Intentions defy outcomes by keeping us open to whatever unfolds. Setting an intention involves deciding how we want to fully show up in a given moment. Embarking on a journey with clear intentions becomes transformative. It creates opportunities, fosters growth, and unveils unexpected outcomes. True intention demands honesty and introspection. It transcends the doing to embrace the profound art of being. Intention and process walk hand in hand, where the fulfillment of intention becomes a byproduct of honoring the conscious commitment to what truly matters, your values. Okay, so that's the podcast for today. And I'd love to hear more about a time that you've gone into a situation with or without a clearly defined intention and what happened. So drop me a comment. Let's keep the conversation going. And don't forget to head over to Moonshot Mentor on substack.com for journal questions to help you unpack what intention means to you. And you can also visit me at moonshotmentor.com where you can find uh, links to all my socials and how to work with me. And I need to give a very, very big thank you to Lin Chen for the video and audio editing. You can find her on social at Chen. And if you enjoy what you hear, I would really appreciate if you could subscribe to my podcast. It would help me achieve my moonshot of 5,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for tuning in. And next week, we're going to take a look at making predictions and resolutions.